0: Hello friends and welcome to another episode of the interactive podcast. I'm your host Angela Racine. So before I start this episode I wanted to start by saying thank you. Thank you guys so much for the support on my first episode. It could not have gone better honestly. I did not expect the overwhelming amounts of support, the reshares, the messages, all of your kind words. I appreciate you guys so, so much. And it just made me like a thousand times more excited to record these for you guys. So jumping right into the episode after that little thank you, I wanted to do a quick update on me. So I've had quite the busy weekend. My last day of work was on Friday. It is currently Tuesday. Oh my goodness. For a second, I thought it was Monday. No, it is Tuesday. And From Friday to now, it is currently 10.15 p.m. I know a pretty late night. I have just been go, go, go. I had a lot of family gatherings this weekend. I moved back into my school apartment. Not officially. I just moved all of my things back there because tomorrow morning, bright and early, I am leaving for Austin, Texas. I am so excited. I have not been mentioning mentioning it too much on social media because I wanted to keep it a little bit of a surprise, but yes, I am going to Austin with a friend that I met online. I am not sharing who yet, but once this episode is out, of course, you guys have seen but yeah it is late 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 at night my alarm is set for 3 50 in the morning if you're wondering why i'm up so late on a travel night it is because i procrastinate my packing until the last minute you guys let me know if you're the same for some reason i can't pack in advance because then it's like I'll forget what I packed or it's like not fresh in my mind anymore. What if I need to grab something? What if I'm not fully packed? Like, I don't know, it just makes me feel so much better when I pack right before I leave so I know that like I have everything. I don't know. That's like maybe that's a weird thing that I do. Maybe you guys can do it too. I don't know. I just love packing last minute. That's just how I roll. But anyway, enough with the little quick life update. I don't really have too much to talk about we are jumping right into the episode. As you guys saw by the title, these are lessons that the gym taught me. So I have six lessons here for you guys today, and I am just going to dive right in. Number one is perseverance. Okay, so I learned this because in the gym, we all hear the saying, your mind fails before the body. Okay, your mind fails before the body. Now, really let that sink in. So when you're going for a PR in the gym, you need to be in the right headspace. And I'm sure you guys have experienced this before where you go for a PR, but all of a sudden like you get distracted or you're not feeling your best that day or you psych yourself out and you get nervous when you get under or over that weight and then you fail it. And this has completely happened to me where I completely know that I'm capable of pushing a certain weight. And maybe it's not just a PR. Maybe it's just a set you're going heavy on. But you psych yourself out for some reason or you're like, shit, like I didn't eat that well yesterday. And then you're like, oh my God, what if I don't have enough fuel in me? What if I'm not going to be strong enough? Oh my God, I forgot to take my creatine today. What if that affects me? And you just think of all of these things in your head and then you don't perform as well in the lift or you fail it. Well, when you learned that your mind fails before the body, you need to learn how to build a strong mind, okay? This is definitely a muscle that you still have to train is your mind. If you're so quick to give up all the time, then you're not going to have that perseverance and that grit, okay? You need to train your mind. You really do. You need to say, okay, I know that I'm capable of this. I just need to put my mind to it. And I know you've heard of that so many times, like, put your mind to it. Don't give up. So I found that this is so applicable in every part of your life, okay? This applies to job promotions. Maybe you know that you're capable, not even a promotion, maybe just getting a job. You know that you're capable of that position. You know you can outperform anyone else. Okay, well, you need to have the perseverance to work for it and to prove it, okay? If you want that pro- promotion, you need to persevere, work your ass off in that job, and make sure you get what you deserve. Same goes for studying for exams. You need to persevere. You need to stay up and study. Now, I'm not saying, like, you know, pull an all-nighter because obviously that's going to do more harm than good for you, but you need to persevere. When it's getting tough, you need to say, okay, I'm going to buckle down, and I'm going to study these terms I don't understand. It also can um, applies to getting through a hard time in life, Okay. It is so easy at any stage of life to throw your arms up and say, I give up. Maybe you're going through something personal in your family life. Maybe you're going through something tough in your relationship. Are you just going to drop the people that you love and say, whatever, I give up? No, you need to build your mind up and persevere. So that is definitely something I've learned in the gym, specifically when I'm going for a PR Because before the gym, I was definitely, I wasn't extremely weak-minded, but I definitely wasn't strong-minded, that's for sure. And once I started learning that if I am in the right headspace and right mental space for my lift and I persevere, it really gets me that much farther. I was like, oh shit, like I can apply this to every walk of life. So yeah, definitely building up a strong mind, not giving up, and reminding yourself that your mind is the first to fail, okay? And if your mind fails, then everything else is following with it. So keep that in mind is perseverance. Going into number two, that is that failure is a good thing, okay? And I know that might sound a little funny at first if you've never heard this before, but think about it for a little bit longer. Dive into it. When you fail, you are learning how to push your limits. It's teaching you how to push limits, okay? Let's say that you're on bench, right? And you're going for 135 and you fail. Okay, you know that that is your limit. Now you're that much more motivated to push harder and create new limits, okay? So when you fail, you're saying... Like, that should be a good thing, right? Like, you pushed yourself so hard that you hit your ceiling... And now you're that much more ready to just crush it and break past that ceiling. Like I said, it's creating more motivation. When you fail something, don't you want more than ever to succeed at it? And you will do anything in your power to succeed? Well, that is exactly what failure teaches you. It's teaching you how to fix whatever you did wrong and pick it up the the next time and actually succeed from it. So... Maybe you fail. Let's stick with the bench example. Maybe you fail a plate on bench. Okay, well, maybe you weren't giving out enough leg drive. Maybe, as I mentioned earlier, your head wasn't in the right space. Maybe it misgrooved a little bit. These are all things that you're going to learn from and you're going to fix to improve right you're going to improve on these and you're going to get better at them for next time so you're going to say okay i know why i failed here's what i can improve here's how i can improve it and how i will execute that the next time so not only is it creating motivation but it's teaching you about what your weak points are so this definitely applies to things like job interviews maybe you go for a job interview and you don't get the job You can reach out to the interviewer and ask, hey, could I have some feedback on what I can improve? Maybe you weren't well prepared enough for your questions. Maybe you realized you weren't as knowledgeable in that field as you thought. This also applies to failed relationships. So let's say you and your first boyfriend break up. Okay, well, maybe you realized that he was, I hate this word. I hate the word toxic so much, but maybe... He was toxic for you, and that's not to say that he was a bad person, but he just wasn't the right person for you, right? So maybe he had, um, I'm trying to think of like a stupid habit. Maybe he chewed with his mouth open all the time, and he always talked with his mouth open, and that really fucking pissed you off, and eventually it led to other things, etc. The relationship ended. Well, now you know that A non-negotiable for you in your next relationship is this kid needs to chew with his damn food or (laughs) chew with his damn mouth closed. Chew his food with his mouth closed. See, little things like that too. So it can apply to the relationships. Maybe it even teaches you something about yourself. Maybe you found that you were too dependent on your partner when you were in that relationship and your dependence caused the relationship to fail Okay, well, now you learned that in your next relationship, you need to be more independent. So maybe you're going to take more time for yourself before entering a new relationship to build that independence, and now you're ready to go into a new one. So when you fail, you're able to take a step back, reflect on your weak points or your losses or what you did wrong, and you're able to improve on yourself, improve on those areas, and succeed even more or perform even better the next time. So not only does that apply for PRs, it can apply to any other aspect of your life. Now, speaking of independence, number three for the lessons I learned in the gym is independence. So no one is telling me to go to the gym. No one is telling me to up the weight on that lift. No one is telling me to go for that PR when I've been stuck for months It is all on you, okay? No one's going to baby you throughout the whole journey of the gym, right? You're going to do a lot of learning on your own. Even the little things like maybe there's a leg curl machine you've never used before. Maybe you're used to all the seated leg curls, but now your gym has a laying leg curl or a standing leg curl go go up and try it. That is fostering independence. Even little things that might seem as silly as trying a different variation of a machine. That is a new activity you've never done before. And you're going out and trying it. Okay. And once you create these, once you start performing these little habits of trying new things, that is going to build and build into more and more independence. And in turn, that builds your confidence. Okay. If you want something done, you just have to do it yourself. And like I said, you might fail. And hey, if you do, you're going to learn from it. You're going to come back that much better, right? It's just like entering the gym for the first time or maybe entering a gym, a new gym for the first time. Or Maybe it's going to a new school. Maybe it's starting a new relationship, starting a new job, a new family, starting your first family. <laughs> you know, sometimes it takes people a few tries. That's fine. Whatever. But um, no, independence is so important. This applies to all walks of life, okay? I cannot think of one example in life, maybe maybe, I don't know, freaking cheerleading when you're doing stunts or something, you need someone to catch you. But but other than that, or like zip lining, I guess, I don't know, like very niche things. But independence is such an important quality. And you don't only need to practice independence in the gym, you can take yourself out to get food. And I don't mean go to a five-star restaurant and sit down at a fancy-ass meal and buy yourself a $60 steak. No. I mean, you can go get, like, Chipotle, go get Dunkin', sit down in a cafe and do your homework, go to the library by yourself. If you're in school, go to the dining hall by yourself. There are so many ways of these little habits to practice independence and just have it flourish into something so much bigger, because before you know it, you'll be capable of going into a job interview and feeling absolutely comfortable that you're alone, moving and feeling absolutely comfortable making new friends and walking up to someone, talking to them, going back to the gym setting, going up to a girl in the gym that you admire or a guy and becoming friends with them. Independence will take you so freaking far in life you have no idea. And if you're someone who is maybe a little bit shy, you're a little bit uncomfortable in big social settings... Practicing these small acts of independence will do you so much more good than you can imagine. It might seem super silly to just, like, go up and order Dunkin' alone and be like, how is that, like, improving my independence? Well, if you're someone that used to struggle speaking to strangers, look, that's already one step. For example, my sister in elementary school she was always terrified to use the milk money that my mom would give her and buy herself milk at lunch. She would either not get anything or make one of her friends go up. And then eventually, you know, she was able to order her own milk with practice, etc. But if she had never ordered it for herself the very first time, when would she have started, right? So if you want something done, you have to do it yourself, independence. Switching gears a little bit to number four this is time management. So the gym has taught me so much time management, you have no idea because this is adding like another hour time block to your possibly already very busy day. So now you need to plan your days, including the gym. So this is so important, remembering back on my last episode a little bit of how if you wanna create a sustainable habit, you really need to find you know a time block that works for you. But when you're managing your time, planning out your time, you need to prioritize your goals, okay? So this is something as little as when I'm in the gym, I want to prioritize my lat growth. Okay, I'm going to put more time towards training my lats in the gym. This goes for every other goal in life. For example, you have a goal of graduating college. Okay, let's break that down to passing this one class you're at right now. If you want to pass the class, you need to put more study hours in, put more time into your assignments to perform them to the best of your abilities, etc. You need time management. So ask yourself the question of, what do you prefer to spend your time doing, okay? Let's say that that answer is, I like to spend my time outdoors. Okay, so let's put aside, we can start with 10 minutes a day to walk outside, right? okay, I got my fix of my 10 minutes a day to spend my time outdoors. Now that you've been able to manage your time around that, you can balance your day with a healthy balance of friends, family, school, personal time, etc. Okay, now I'm seeing that I can expand that 10 minutes into 30 minutes. Now I can have 30 minutes to something I've really enjoyed doing and I'm working towards my goals while doing it. And then you can grow it from there. So, This is so important because time management applies to literally everyone's life. If you're a student, if you have a job, if you have a family, if you have a hobby that takes time, any part of your life, you are going to need to learn how to manage your time. And for me, someone in their early 20s, time management is one of the most important skills you can have because I feel like this is a stage of life where everyone is go, go, go you're going out a lot, you have school to focus on, you have a job, you have your friends, you have your family, you might have a relationship. In a couple years or in the future, you're looking to start a family and settle down. You have a lot of things to manage your time with and to balance your time across. So learning how to manage your time is invaluable. It also helps you realize what is worth your time and what really matters to you. So let's say that you're fitting the gym into your schedule, but now you realize that you won't have time for your daily ice cream outing, right? Let's say that at night, you usually go to your favorite ice cream place and you get a scoop of ice cream. Oh, well, now that you have your hour of gym that you need to get in, you don't really have that time at night to go drive those 20 minutes, grab your ice cream and come back. Okay, but what is worth your time? What matters more to you? Would you rather get that one scoop of ice cream at night from your favorite ice cream place? Or would you rather be in the gym working on yourself? You know, it makes you feel good. It boosts your energy, boosts that serotonin, manages the stress, all that stuff. Or do you say, hey, you know what? That one scoop of ice cream is really what I look for at the end of the night. It winds me down. It's comforting to me. And it's just part of my night routine. Okay, well, which one matters more to you? That's how I learned time management from the gym is now that I need to plan my days, including my time in the gym, it has really made me realize what else I'm willing to push aside right now. So for example, let's say that it's a Wednesday night and one of my friends was reaching out to me. They say, hey, do you want to go out for drinks? In all honesty, I have absolutely no issue waiting until Friday or Saturday or any time in the weekend to go out. And I don't really feel the need to go out during the week. So I'm gonna say, hey, I'm sorry, I have to get the gym in, but I'd be more than happy to on Friday. So it shows me what my goals are. It shows me what I prefer spending my time doing. And I would much rather spend my time getting in my good gym session because the gym makes me so, so happy on a Wednesday rather than, you know, going out, getting back at 2 a.m., not getting the best sleep, having to go to work or school the next day, etc. So time management, I mean, as with most of these, applies to everything. It applies to work like planning your day around your 9 to 5. It applies to meetings. Maybe you don't have a normal 9 to 5. Maybe you might have a meeting at um 5.30 or 6 p.m. So you need to manage your time around that. It also helps with managing balancing time with your kids, your family, your significant other or other relationships in your life. I mean, as you can see by now, I'm sure I've worn it out. Time management is just extremely, extremely an important skill for anyone. Number five is stress and anxiety management. So not only does the gym produce those feel-good hormones and minimizes the bad ones, but I know that everyone says this, it really does feel like a form of therapy, right? Although no, nothing beats traditional therapy with a good counselor or psychologist or whoever you prefer speaking to. But as I said, this, um, Working out really does release endorphins, it manages cortisol, so it's chemically and hormonally boosting your mood. It boosts energy for you if you're doing it in the right way. Also, um, a side note, if working out, whatever form of activity you prefer, whether it be um, hiking, yoga, oh God, spin, I don't know, <laughs> any form of activity, if it's stressing you out, and it's making you feel exhausted and worn down and you get anxious going into it. That's either not the right form of activity for you or you might be over-exercising and overdoing it. So if this doesn't apply to you, really reflect on your training and see how you can improve on it to make it, you know, um, be a stress relief, be that anxiety relief, be that form of therapy for you, whatever, so be it. So Going back into it, yes, working out for me does manage my anxiety because it is a time to focus only on you. Everything else shuts off, okay? You don't have outside distractions. You're not jumping on your phone and scrolling through Instagram. You look around. No one's even paying attention to you, right? The gym is a time where it is you time, okay? That is your own personal time to focus on yourself, You get to get a good lift in, you get to push yourself, get a good sweat in if you like to. And for me, it really does put things into perspective. When I'm working out, let's say I fail a lift. There's been a couple times where I'm on bench and I fail my bench. So I have to roll it off me, unrack the rates, the weights, put the bar back up, whatever. I look around, no one cares. No one's laughing at me, no one's judging me. It really puts things into perspective that I am just one little human amongst, God, how many people are there? 7 billion, almost 8 billion at this point. I don't know. Um, In this huge universe that's part of so many other universes, why am I stressing about like, oh my God, this one homework assignment, right? There is so many other things that are worth your time and energy that you can put into and there's just plenty of things that aren't worth stressing about. And when I'm in the gym, that is really a time for me to ignore any anxieties that I have because what am I going to do about it? You can only control what you can control and you can't control what you can't control. I'm pretty sure I heard that from um, Tori Simone in her Manifest podcast. If you haven't heard of her, definitely check her out. It's funny because I used to watch her makeup youtube videos like way back when when i was in like god middle school or something and now she's like she owns spin studios she's released a planner she's a little businesswoman she's got her podcast it is so cool to see like almost how i'm growing with her anyway that was a side note but she reminds me of you can only control what you can control and you can't control what you can't control okay it's like the freaking weather are you going to like throw your arms up and like quit your day and throw a fit, whatever, because it's raining outside? Or are you going to be like, you know what? It's not like I can snap my fingers and make it sunny. I'm still going to go to work. I'm still going to wake up. Still going to eat the same breakfast. It is what it is. So yeah, the gym puts things into perspective. Also, it's very helpful for managing my stress because once I'm in the gym and I'm working out, I remind myself there is nothing else I'm supposed to be doing right now except for focusing on getting a good workout in. So let's say I do have an essay that's due in two days, but I'm in the gym right now. Why would I be stressing about my essay at that moment if it's not like I can just pull up a chair, pull up my computer up and just start working on it? You know what I mean? Does that make sense to you guys? Why would I stress about something? Maybe let's say you're in a relationship and it's not doing too well and you're in the gym. Why are you able to just like bring your significant other into the gym right now and have like a therapy session with them? Now you're there to work out. (laughs) So like all these stresses, all these anxieties, all these bad thoughts, they all kind of melt away when you're working out because you're there to work out. You're not there to focus on anything else. So it really does put things into perspective. And this applies to mental health. Obviously, because people who have struggled with anxiety like myself, maybe struggle with depression, another mood disorder, you can just let it all out in the gym, push yourself hard, put those bad thoughts away. It also applies to your quality of life. If you're someone who lives in a state of constant anxiety and stress and fear or anything else... Like, you know what, that doesn't sound like some good quality to me, but if you're able to sprinkle in some activity each day, as little as 20 or 30 minutes, I guarantee your quality of life will improve. It also helps with handling stressful situations. So as I said, when you're there in the gym to focus only on yourself and you're really putting things into perspective, when you come out of the gym, you're going to be so much more level-headed in you're going to feel a lot more ready to handle the stressful situation at hand, right? Maybe your job security is iffy right now. Okay, well, when you're at your peak stress, you're all anxious, everything is crashing down on you, it feels like the world's ending, you're not going to be very productive in that moment. But if you're able to give yourself 45 minutes to calm down and recenter, you're going to be so much more ready to tackle the situation and take some rational next steps forward. Finally, moving on to the last one, number six is being more in tune with your body. Okay, this one seems, you know, fairly, fairly um, common sense, but I'll explain. So after working out for the time that I have been doing, I've been working out for a little over a over a year and a half now, um, lift, I should have specified, um, seriously lifting over a year and a half now. Um, I've been active my, basically my whole life, but, um, I really understand how different parts of my life affect my body. I understand so much more how certain foods affect me. I understand so much more how much caffeine is good for me, how much caffeine I can tolerate when I shouldn't be ingesting caffeine, if I'm feeling anxious that day, I know that having a Celsius isn't gonna make my anxiety feel better. Or if I wake up and I'm feeling absolutely exhausted, I know drinking a Celsius is gonna pick me up. And for me personally, I don't know about you, I can't even finish a Celsius. I think there's, what, 200 milligrams of caffeine in it? I've never been a coffee drinker, so I've never really been someone who uses caffeine regularly, but now that I'm in the gym, I understand my limits for it. I also learned so much about my macros and calories. I know how much protein I need. I know how many calories I need. And I also really realized how sleep affects my mood and affects my productivity and my quality of the day that I have. So all of these aspects I have learned just through working out. Because Once you create one healthy habit, it bleeds into every other aspect of your life. So for example, if I, let's say it's a Monday. On weekends, Saturdays and Sundays, I don't track my food. So maybe that Sunday, I woke up not feeling my best from the night before, and maybe I didn't eat as much as I I should that day. Well, you know what? When Monday rolls around and I'm working out, I am going to feel the effects of my body not being properly fueled. Maybe I didn't get good sleep that weekend. I'm going to feel exhausted on Monday. I'm feeling the effects of, you know, not being, not taking care of myself. Um, Like I said with caffeine, maybe I drank too much caffeine that day and I'm feeling very jittery and anxious. Okay, well, I'm feeling jittery and anxious because I now understand, oh yeah, I had two Celsius today. So I went over my caffeine limit and this is why I don't feel good. So Now when I'm not feeling my best, I'm able to very easily pinpoint the reason behind it instead of just brushing it off or covering it up with a quick fix. So let's say I have a stomach ache and before working out, maybe I would have just taken Tums, maybe, um, what do people even use for stomach aches? I like really don't, use advil or pepto bismol or anything like that just because i have this like concept that like mind over matter i'm just fine and i'm like above any medication i don't know besides the fact before just covering something up with a quick fix i'm able to say oh yeah i had um this yogurt for breakfast and that's why i have a stomach ache now because that yogurt has a lot more sugar than i'm used to digesting in the morning So I'm able to put a cause behind my issue. Or maybe there's this one week that I'm just exhausted every day. Oh yeah, well, I've only been getting, you know, six hours of sleep each night because I've had a busy week and now I know why I'm so exhausted. Or maybe I just feel mentally drained. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, I was spending the whole weekend at my boyfriend's house and I was spending a lot of time with his family Maybe I just need a little bit of of me time to recharge. So once, like I said, being active and living a healthy lifestyle in the gym, it bleeds into every other aspect of your life. So now that I am physically active, I try to take more care of my physical health. I take more care of my mental health. I take care of making sure I'm getting in good sleep. Except for tonight because it is almost 11 o'clock and I'm waking up at 3.50. But this is an outlier. <laughs> but yeah, I am just definitely so much more in tune with my body. And I'm sure if you've been working out for some time or even maybe you've just been working out for three months and you're already improve- or noticing an improvement in your quality of life. You're just able to pinpoint so much easier why you're feeling the way you are on certain days. And I hope I was able to explain that in clear enough terms, because it is something that it's more so of a feeling and an understanding other than something that can be taught. But if, you know, you know. (laughs) Okay, so jumping into the final part of my episode, guys, I feel like this flew by so quickly. I'm looking at the time, it is now 1046, so it's been about half an hour, but I just have three quick questions from the little Q&A that I put out. I put on my Instagram story um, questions that you guys had about lessons that I learned in the gym. And I just picked out three questions. I didn't want to go crazy with the segment. Um, I also haven't prepared anything for these questions. So if I'm stumped, I'm stumped. I don't know. Let's see what they are. So the first one I have is... How to know when you need unplanned rest. So, this actually really does tie in with my last point of being more in tune with my body. I am at a point where I understand the difference of I feel lazy today versus, oh my God, my body, my body is just run to the ground. So, let's say that you're someone where in your split, you specifically have certain days where you need to take a rest. Let's say that your rest day is a Sunday. But what if Friday comes around and you feel like you were hit by a truck? Maybe you're feeling super anxious that morning. Maybe you feel insanely sore from your workout because you pushed yourself super hard those past two days. Maybe you're very stressed out because you have a huge exam coming up on Monday. If you are just feeling super off and you're just not feeling like yourself, and you're feeling really down, it's, it's time to take a little unplanned rest, okay? And an unplanned rest day doesn't only have to be one day. Maybe you need three days of rest. Maybe you need a deload week. Maybe you just need a week of absolute pure bed rest because you are just super sick. I don't know. There's, this is definitely a range, or maybe you just need to spend an extra hour in bed in the morning and take your time getting a good face mask, a good morning routine and taking it slow. But it is, this is a great question. It is hard to read your body when you're still figuring everything out and trying to learn its signals. Honestly, I would say if you're new to working out or you're new to just listening to your body, is definitely go on the lenient side for yourself, right? If you're someone who is very used to pushing yourself to its limits, your body to its limits constantly, maybe what you really need is to take three or four days of pure rest and give your body that reset, give it its good sleep, give it all the food that it's requiring and is asking for. Or maybe you're someone where you're too lenient on yourself and you usually know if you're someone who you push yourself too hard or you take yourself too easily. Let's not lie to ourselves, okay? Like, we all we all know how we treat ourselves, right? So, for example, I used to be someone who I was a little bit too easy on myself. I've definitely shifted to being too hard on myself. So, if there's a day where I'm just not feeling the gym, I am going to take that, okay? So... I guess I... This was kind of a ramble. I hope I answered your question. But basically, how do you know when you need unplanned rest? Whenever your body tells you, okay? Listen to your body. If you feel physically exhausted and sore or just mentally drained, give yourself that rest that you need. Or if you can tell that you woke up and you just feel like you don't want to do anything that day just because you don't feel like it, come on, pick your ass up. (laughs) So... So that's what I have to say about that. Let's see. Number two is, when did you start learning about the mental benefits of exercise? This is an interesting one. So I think I realized the mental benefits of exercise very quickly in my lifting journey when I started to take lifting and working out consistently very seriously. So before last January, where... I actually started lifting very seriously and consistently. I was working out extremely inconsistently, not really pushing myself too hard because I didn't understand how to, but I just had very inconsistent workouts. Like I said, I didn't really get any mental benefits of my inconsistent workouts just because I didn't have enough consistency to measure the benefits, right? But... Last, Like I said, last January where I really started to form that routine for myself and to push myself, I noticed within the first month or so, honestly, of the mental benefits because it improved my quality of life almost instantly. As I mentioned earlier in this podcast, I am someone who does struggle with anxiety and I am someone who is hard on myself, so I stress out very easily. I also have this weird thing about timing. I feel like I never have enough time for anything and I always need to be like early, exactly on time, et cetera. I don't know. But I do get stressed out very easily. And I noticed that with my daily workout routine, having that me time for myself, learning how to manage my time, persevering through my lifts, I was able to strengthen my mind Very quickly, and it definitely helped manage my anxiety as well. Because on those days where I was high stress or high anxiety, and I just wanted to curl up in a ball and lay there, I needed movement and the gym more than ever. So I started to see the mental benefits, I would say fairly quickly. So, my third question, and the last one I'll do for today's episode, is How did you learn how to balance your lifestyle with lifting? So this is also a very good one before. So, okay. I started lifting at a very unique time, like I said, last January. So that's January of 2021. Okay. This was during my spring semester of my, oh, that's so weird. Sophomore year. Yeah. Ew. I'm going to my senior year now. That is so crazy. Yeah. So this was, um, spring semester of my sophomore year. So weird. I, um, everything was still online because of COVID. I think I only had one in-person class and it was only once a week. And the rest of my online classes were pretty much asynchronous. So it was just like, get the work done by a deadline and like, here's the materials. So, I had a lot of flexibility in my schedule. I wasn't really doing much because there was literally the pandemic going on and my school was very strict on its regulations. So I had a lot of time in my day to play with. So I was able to form these habits before getting a more loaded schedule. And I didn't really need to learn how to balance my lifestyle with lifting until it was already implemented in my daily routine, if that makes sense. So it's weird because I almost did it like backward. Would you even call that backwards? Basically having nothing in my schedule and then adding lifting and then adding everything else. I don't know. But it was a unique situation for me because, like I said, I didn't need to learn how to balance it. I just already had it in my schedule by the time we were done with COVID and quarantine and everything. So I was able to, yeah, I was able to add it before, I guess is what you would say. But how I had to continue keeping it in my routine and lifestyle was when everything else opened back up, when I went into summer and I got a job, when I went back into the fall and everything was in person. So that summer with my job was really work, work workout repeat (laughs) basically. And, um, and like hang out with my boyfriend, but which we would usually work out together anyway. But, um, yeah, basically the way I implemented it into my life, the way I implement it into my lifestyle now is it's already part of my lifestyle. So I don't know, I guess that would go along with time management. Look at your day, maybe get a planner or get a piece of paper or write out a rough sketch of what your week looks like. And try, And then once you have that rough sketch, try to specify it down to hour by hour. And once you have this time block laid out in front of you of your week, try to play around with, okay, what times of the day do I generally have free? Or What parts of my day can I sacrifice or do I not really find useful or beneficial to myself? So, like I said earlier, maybe you have your nightly scoop of ice cream. Mm, Do you need it? I don't know. Up to you. So, I would look at a schedule of your week, find the time blocks in your week that are free, and use that for activity. Or maybe you already do a form of activity and it's just shifting into a new one. So, maybe you wake up half an hour early for your morning routine to go on a walk okay well instead of waking up half that hour early to go on a walk which is perfectly fine if you would like that continue to do so maybe you can wake up 45 minutes early and get a quick lift in at the gym right so it's all about as I mentioned earlier what you want to prioritize time for what is worth your time what matters to you and when you find things in your schedule that you realize don't really matter to you anymore or maybe are a poor use of your time, cut those out and replace it with a healthy habit or a, you know something that makes you happy, something that makes you feel good, any of the above. So on that note, I will be wrapping up my podcast episode. Thank you so, so much for listening. I appreciate every one of you. Again, thank you so much for the love and support and the great feedback that I had on my first episode. I have plenty of exciting ideas coming. I can't wait to share with you guys. But yeah, make sure to check out my podcast on Spotify and Apple. Give it five stars, leave a review on Apple Podcasts, and check out my Instagram. As I mentioned in my last episode, my Instagram or my I should preface um my lifting slash fitness. Instagram is fit on Instagram. Check me out. And I think that is all I have to say for you guys. Thank you so much. And I will see you all next week. Bye, guys.